today on Real Radio. Are you a Christian today? Raise your hand. Are you a born-again believer? You love Jesus? How'd that happen? In some way, shape, or form, God reached you. God will use anything. <laughs> Preach the gospel. Get the word of God. Uh, Jesus died for our sins. Rose again from the dead. Are you willing to receive that? God wants you to receive his message. Welcome to Real Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. I'm David J. thanking you for joining us today as we listen, learn, and are challenged by God's Word, the Bible. On today's edition of Real Radio, Pastor Jack, in a message called The Greatest Teaching on Bible Prophecy Ever, Part 3, continues now in a series called Anchored, a study in 1 Peter. The Apostle Peter was one of the disciples of Jesus who later became the leader of the early church. His story is ancient, but really no different than what's happening today. We are still in need of a Savior, and Christ followers still need Peter's heartfelt words of compassion and encouragement. Now, Peter offers hope that won't disappoint those who are living out their faith, even though pain and sorrow does exist. God doesn't waste suffering, but offers a secure inheritance in heaven through His Son, Jesus Christ. Peter also reminds us that this world is not our home, and we can have joy knowing that the trials we endure will only last but for a little while. So today, on day two of this message, Pastor Jack goes on to say that we all have a story. The gospel and how we share it is supposed to be personal. The incredible opposition that we face as Christians can be an awesome opportunity to show the difference that Jesus has made in our lives. And now in his message called The Greatest Teaching on Bible Prophecy Ever, Part 3, here's pastor and Bible teacher Jack Hibbs. In various parts of the world, not only the United States, but you are trying to get these messages that you hear in this church sent from one location over the mountains of, of where they're at into another community. Do you know how to do that? Do you know how you do that in the world? We're, by the way, we're doing it. We're trying to bombard certain parts. Believe it or not, I know it sounds crazy. We're trying to do that very thing right now in the Hawaiian Islands. You think, you say, Hawaii? Guess, you know, Hawaii is actually the most international city in the United States. Hawaii is one of the most pagan places on earth, worshiping nearly a thousand Polynesian gods. Did you know that? Did you know Hawaii is hard to reach? You and I only know Hawaii because we go there for a week or two on vacation. We fly there, goof off, and we leave. Did you know there's a culture there lost? And it's personal for me because that's where my family comes from. Lost, I'm telling you. Lost in paganism. How do you reach them? With a repeater. You send out a message, and that message loses its electronic power. But you, you send it into a repeater, and it reboosts the message. and send, It doesn't change the message. Are you with me? It repeats the message. Christian, you and I are to be repeaters of the gospel in Malibu, in Laguna, in Big Bear, in Pomona, in Los Angeles, in Pasadena. Where are you from? You're to be a repeater of the gospel. It's not just to the prophets. The prophets passed on the word of God to us. And we have that word of God in us. And now wherever you and I go, Christian, you are to be a repeater of the word of God. You are to make sure that your life's existence and what you do. I'm so happy to drop another note on this issue that what you're doing as a church, I, I am delighted. I can't tell you how delighted I'm going to be on the day of judgment. When you stand before God and God's going to say, well done, Susie. Well done. 
Bill. Well done, because you reach these people down in Australia, New Zealand, or Tonga, or Rorotonga, or the Solomon Islands. You're doing it right now as I speak. Tonga. Listen, Tonga, reaching the gospel. How'd you do that? You're going to stand there and say, I what? And God's going to say, you did that. Every nickel you tithed, it went to this event called radio or broadcast. It landed in the heart or the mind of a child or a teenager. God, listen, we're just to be willing. God will put the power to us being the ones wanting to repeat his message. God's the power. God's the strength. He'll do it. He's awesome. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way. Notice, he's the way. He's not a way. No, he's the way. The truth. Oh, this drives some of our progressive friends crazy. The truth. What does that mean? Definite article before the means he excludes all other truth that is made up, meaning all truth that is true belongs to him. That's so absolute. I don't believe in absolutes. Yes, you do, because to say that is an absolute statement. God is absolute. He's the truth. And the Bible says, Jesus said it, he's the life. And it's incumbent upon every believer to copy the ministry of the prophets and tell the world that this gospel is central to the revelation of God. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 says, Paul is speaking, for I delivered you first of all that which I also received. Look at him. He's a repeater. Number one, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that, number two, he was buried. And that, number three, that he rose again the third day according to the, what? Scriptures. Friends, just repeat this. Dad, in your family devotions with your kids, you don't have to be a Billy Graham. You don't have to be a Greg Laurie or a Charles Stanley. Just repeat this. Was it not last week we had those kids up here? And what, what are you doing as parents hiding those verses in those, chil- in those ch- uh, children, childs? <laughs> what am I saying? You know, your kid. You've been hiding the Bible in your kid's heart and that your children stood up here last week and regurgitated Bible right out of them to get those awards. They're repeaters. You want to have God's power in your life? Repeat God's truth. Don't go around trying to make it up. God's truth. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17. 1 Corinthians 1, 17 says, For Christ did not send me to baptize, said the Apostle Paul, but to preach the gospel. The good news. The second thing we see here is that salvation is for all who receive. So who can be saved? Well, you can, if you're willing to receive him. I heard somebody say recently, a very famous person was arguing, and I have to tell you, I'm a, I'm a fan of just sharing Jesus. I'm not, I'm not saying one way or the other, but this particular rock star pastor in America was condemning another pastor in America because this rock star pastor, his particular view, he doesn't believe in crusades. He says they're not from God, and the other pastor says they are from God. I say, you're wasting my time, both of you. Why don't you be quiet and preach the gospel to every creature under the sun? Well, how do you do that? Any way you can. Well, I don't think God could use a crusade. That's your problem. If somebody were to say, well, God can only use crusades, that's your problem. 
God used, look at, did not God use a donkey in the Bible to get out his word? He's using one right now, standing right in front of you. And my name's Jack, I've got a good start on it right there. God will use anything. Preach the gospel. Get the word of God out. Jesus died for our sins, rose again from the dead. Are you willing to receive that? God wants you to receive his message. He says, not to themselves, but to us. They were ministering to things which now have been reported. I'm blessed because, and you're blessed because Peter's included himself in our camp. Peter's saying, whew, praise the Lord for those faithful prophets of millennia past. Wow. Well, we look back and we say, thank God for the prophets and thank God for the apostles. Well, how did that happen? How did you become a believer in the 21st century? Because it goes on to say in verse 12, through those who have preached to you the gospel. The gospel's been preached to you. Are you a Christian today? Raise your hand. Are you a born again believer? You love Jesus? How'd that happen? (laughs) In some way, shape, or form, I, I underline that, some way, shape, or form, God reached you. God reached you. Yesterday, I met a sweet young man by the name of Alan. And uh, he's a pharmacist, works in the area locally. I didn't know that. I went there to get some prescriptions uh, filled and standing there and he said, you know, Pastor Jack, the other day when you dropped off the, uh, the prescription, he said, I didn't have time to tell you. But he said, I'm a Christian because nine years ago, a fr- listen, nine years ago, in fact, I'm going to read it. I wrote it down. He said, nine years ago, I was invited by a high school friend of mine to come to your church on the Sunday morning. I had never heard the gospel before in my life. I was so convicted of my sin, I was so troubled after hearing the message. I went to UCLA right after that to begin my studies. I decided to seek out Christians on the campus. I accepted the Lord on the campus of UCLA because of what happened to me nine years ago when I heard the gospel in your church. He said he's been walking with Jesus ever since. So nine years ago, he came in here, heard the gospel, but he didn't get saved, but he was convicted, and he went away quickly off to college, and and he said shortly after he was convicted, the Holy Spirit reached him at UCLA, and he said he's been walking with Jesus almost nine years ever since. That's awesome. How does that happen? The gospel. Listen, some decisions are quick and some are slower. But by all means, decisions are made and Christ redeems. Are you willing today to be one who receives the message of Jesus Christ? You have to be open to that. It's very, very encouraging to hear that. Where were you? 
you know my story, but what about your story? I mean, I would love for you to go, I don't know, make it public, be an evangelist, go to my Facebook site and put it down there, let the world read it. That's kind of fun to do. You just say, Pastor, I take you up on that challenge this morning. I heard what you said. This is how I got saved. Put it on the face. Let the world read it. There's people all over the world that read that, that site, that Facebook page. Be an evangelist. Tell them. I was on my way to, to the beach to go to a party. God had other plans. God interrupted my life. I know that if you're a born-again believer today, God interrupted you. It's what he does. He's so good to do that. Listen, third point, final point for today. I say final point, we're not done. It's just the end of verse 12. We see here that salvation is of God who provides the salvation of God. God's the one who provides it. It says in verse 12, by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven things which angels desire to look into. Two interesting things. Both, if you allow me to, both representations to mankind from heaven. One is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, as we've looked, he's a person. The Bible says that you can grieve the Holy Spirit. The Bible says when we sin, as believers or non-believers, we upset him, we hurt him. The Bible tells us that he is silenced by sin, not his, he has no sin. Our sins silence, it deafens our ears to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We all know this is true. When we, when we commit a sin, if we keep doing it, we, it doesn't sting as much as it once did earlier. The first time you do something that you know is wrong for the first time, it's very, very difficult. The guilt, the shame, the conviction, strong. And then you keep repeating it and you don't hear him anymore. It's a dangerous place. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter, I don't remember verse, can't think of it. <laughs> he who is often rebuked and hard, he who's often rebuked will harden his heart and he will be taken away and that without remedy. This breaks a parent's heart, by the way, when it comes to our kids. You tell your kids, don't do that. And they do it anyway. Breaks your heart. They think it's funny. They think it's kind of cool. And they justify their decision, by the way, because after all, mom and dad are dumb. What do they know? They only pay all the bills and put food in my mouth. <laughs> Amen, right? It's funny, though, how, listen, it's funny how parents get smarter as your kids get older. Did you get that? So you tell your kid, don't do that. I told you a thousand times, do not put the fork in the toaster. <laughs> and the first time they blow themselves up, it kind of gives them a rush. If they keep doing it again, they're gonna have neurological problems. I remember when I was not a Christian, I remember uh, bringing home a girl that I was dating. And my mom, Little tiny thing, Portuguese, barely spoke English, but she was able to get this out. <laughs> she would say to me, that girl you brought here last night, I don't think she's good for you. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. My mom is right every single time. She would say this, I think this, and she would say it, and I would say, 
okay, mom, whatever. And in my mind, in my mind, my mom was giving her critique of that young woman, and my mind was, mom, that's exactly why I'm dating her. <laughs> I told you this was before I was a Christian. And then one day and one day only and one person only did I bring a young lady home one day and my mom and my dad, which my dad never said anything, both of them said, that girl's different, don't let her get out of your sight. And I, di I didn't, that was 39 years ago and, and I, I don't plan on letting her out of my sight. <laughs> oh. But you harden your heart to God's word and you keep pushing them away. And then listen, you not only get cold and silent against the burn of sin, you begin to justify it. That's when someone's deep into it, when they justify their position. I'm this way because, or it's the reason why. Have you ever heard that before? Self-justification. Be careful. Watch out. No, salvation is of God. He provides it. The Holy Spirit it's remarkable. The Holy Spirit, when you begin to look at the doctrine of the Holy Spirit as a person, Jesus Christ is enthroned in heaven above, but the word of God goes out through all the earth, and we're doing it right now, together, you and I. And the Holy Spirit takes God's word from you reading it, a message like this, a billboard, tracks, and he picks it up and he drives it into the ears and in the eyes of the reader, of the hearer. And he goes to work. Church, you and I are involved in a holy, awesome, lofty work together. I've got the big mouth shooting off the noise, but you make it happen. We're in this together. You know me, I'm, not an, I'm a Bible teacher, I'm not an evangelist, but you are. Together, this is what happens. This is how we reach the world. This is how we reach down the street. This is how we reach the pharmacist. By Holy Spirit. Dwight L. Moody said, it is our privilege to know that we are saved. What a statement. It is our privilege to know that we are saved. God provides salvation. God wants you to know that you're saved. Dr. David Jeremiah, don't you love him? You know what, I love that guy. I'm, I almost passed out recently for joy. He's a, you know what I'm talking about? Dr. David Jeremiah, shut him out in church in my hometown, San Diego. Oh, oh my goodness. I love that guy. If I wasn't going to church here, I'd be going to church there. I'm busy on Sundays, but if I wasn't, I'd be going there. And uh, his office called and said, Pastor Jack, Dr. David Jeremiah is going to be out of town. Will you come and teach on a Sunday morning? Well, he does a Saturday night and a Sunday morning. And I had to say no. And I feel like I sinned. <laughs> but I love that guy. I love his teaching. You want safe, solid teaching? Turn on the, your TV or go online to Dr. David Jeremiah. And I'm, this is... This is I'm not being paid for this advertisement. <laughs> I love him. I love Charles Stanley. Men of God who hold forth the word of God in an uncompromising way. Dr. David Jeremiah said this, saving us is the greatest and most concrete demonstration of God's love. 
It is the infinite display of his grace throughout all time and eternity. Hallelujah to that. God does it. God does the saving. And that's the focus of this church. And now we come in for a landing. I love this next argument from heaven. Not just the Holy Spirit, but angels. Everybody likes to talk about angels. You know that? You can go to, they have angel conventions. You can get t-shirts with angels on them. They've got kites with angels. They've got poems. You can go to a Hallmark store and they got the angel. And then, then there's the angels, you know, that are hanging over your grandma's toilet on the wall with the little bow and the arrow with the little bubble bum, B-U-M-B, bum. You know, the little cherubim the little, with the little chubby bodies and the little stubby wings. And they're going with the... You know those are not angels. You know what the Bible says about angels? They'll terrify you if you see an angel. Whenever an angel appears in the Bible, either A, they're disguised as a human, and you can't tell them from a human. That ought to freak you out. Are there any here this morning? The Bible says watch out how you treat strangers because in so doing, you could be entertaining an angel. Yikes. But the Bible also records that when biblical personalities saw angels, they were so terrified that they became sick. Daniel was sick for many days when he saw an angel. The book of Revelation records them as awesome creatures. And there's orders of angels. There's ranks. Did you know that? There's, there's descriptions, and many of them are different. There's seraphim recorded in the Bible. There's cherubim. Cherubim. Read the book of Ezekiel. Cherubim. They'll freak you out. They have eyes all around their head. They're recorded as having six wings, three sets of wings, six wings before the throne of God, Isaiah chapter six. And when they come into the presence of Almighty God, the Bible says that they clothe their body with two, with two wings, they hide their body in the presence of God. An angel has to hide and shield their body in the presence of God. And then it says with the other two wings, they cover their face. And with the two remaining wings, they fly in the midst of him. Normally, what? They must fly, I don't know, with six wings going. But when they come into the presence of God, they've got to shield themselves from God's glory. An angel. Pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs. Here on Real Radio, in a message called The Greatest Teaching on Bible Prophecy Ever, Part 3. Thank you for joining us today. And you know, our prayer for you is that you consider God's genuine love and his desire to save you. The greatest teaching on Bible prophecy ever, part three, is part of Pastor Jack's series called Anchored, a study in 1 Peter, a series that takes us through the life and times of the Apostle Peter, whose love for Jesus Christ carried him through great persecution and whose compassion for others still inspires us today. And we'll continue on the next edition of Real Radio. You know, Peter's letters to the churches are an incredible source of inspiration. And you know, with what's going on in the world around us, we need all the inspiration we can get. And that's why Pastor Jack offers such a wealth of information on his website. Through reallifewithjackhibbs.org, you'll find resources for just about everything and anything you're going through. There's Pastor Jack's devotions, sermons, updates, 
previous Real Radio broadcasts, and even step-by-step guidance on how to know God personally through salvation. There's also access to his YouTube channel and Facebook. It's all right there at the website, reallifewithjackhibbs.org. And don't forget to download the Real Life app for quick and easy access on your smartphone or tablet. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. Our phone number, if you should need it, is 877-RR-RADIO. That's 877-777-2346. Also the address, P.O. Box 1273, Chino Hills, California, 91709. This program is made possible by the generous contributions of you, our listeners. Visit us at reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. I'm David J. Until next time, Pastor Jack Hibbs and all of us here at Real Radio wish for you solid and steady growth in Christ and in His Word. We'll see you next time here on Real Radio.